guys, it's Lydia and Dina, and welcome back to our podcast. We've got two extremely special guests in the house. Hey, 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 and for today's topic, we're talking about university culture. So school started. We're fresh. We're ready. Are you guys mm-hmm. lit to be back at school? Honestly, it's one of those where, like, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those where I don't have yeah. a choice anymore. So I'm content, but mm-hmm. not giddy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I think that's, like, yeah. that third-year syndrome. I'm going to mm-hmm. third year. You guys are both going to third year. Mm-hmm. Dude's going to fourth year. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Bro, life's about to come at me so fast. Yeah. Like, I'm not ready. Isn't it so crazy? I feel like I started first year yesterday. Yeah. yeah. No, university goes by so, so fast. Like, so in fast. comparison to, like, think about it. It's the same length as high school, but, like, bro, I feel like I've been here for two weeks. <laughs> no I know, that's the thing. High school just drags on. Yeah. Really? High school went by fast for me. Did you it like high school? school? Did you, yeah. Did you enjoy high school? Is that why? I didn't, like, uh, I don't know. A majority, yeah. Just because it was just funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, nah. It was just so much drama. But yeah. Yeah, like I hated high school. So I, feel I like hated it went by high so school. Yeah. Me. We both went to predominantly white like high schools. That's also because we're from London and then you guys are from Brampton. That's why you hated it then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. one of those people. Here in high school was, was ratchet, but funny. Yeah. Like, like, really funny. It was like, it was a movie. Yeah. Are you her story here? It was actually a movie. Do the extra story. Honestly, Do like my best experience in high school was grade twelve when I got into an egg fight, <laughs> like, what? and I got suspended. But like, it was so just how'd you get so... suspended? So okay, basically, like this guy thought that my friend stole her phone. No, my, this guy thought that my friend stole his phone, but she did it, and he threatened her, and he's like, I'm going to egg you, and then, like, some of our outside friends were like, yo, like, egg us then, egg us, and he did it. Like, she was walking home, and we went, boom, clap, like, egged her. So then after, I was like, are you dumb? So we brought eggs to school the next day, and, like, what was supposed to happen is we were supposed to do it outside, but, like, my friend, like, saw one of the guy's friends in the hallway, and, like, she just got <laughs> mad, and we didn't know she had an egg. She eggs the guy. <laughs> In the hallway and like just chaos. We're like, oh my god! <laughs> so then we're running away, running, and I'm like, the guy starts running after my friend and he eggs her. Boom! So I'm like, what? So I come with my fist and I throw hands and I punch the guy and the guy starts to square up and I square up and then like people come and push us away and long story short, suspension. Best day of my life. <laughs> Best day. I've actually. Were you, like, more of a hoodlum throughout high school? I wouldn't say I was a hoodlum, <laughs> but I would say I was one of those people that got away with a lot of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could be rowdy, but, like, nothing was really going to happen to me because they'd always be like, oh, Karen, like, the smart, quiet. Well, not quiet, but, like, the nice girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But, you know. So you're the smart girl. So people knew, like, you wanted to go to post-secondary. Yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. also, like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't really in mix-up. Like, that was, like, maybe, like, one time just defending my friend, like, yeah. I wasn't really a mixed up person, but I was always like watching it and like mm-hmm. being like, yes, get it, get it <laughs> with my phone. So you're the instigator. Yeah, instigator, yeah. yeah, which is wrong, but you know, <laughs> can't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Did most people from your high school go to university? No. Oh, really? That's interesting. Like, a lot of them went to, like, either like worked, took okay. years off, went to college. Yeah, like, very few of us went to university. Some people didn't even graduate, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, well, a and lot the of same people. thing 
for your high school mm-hmm. too like a lot of people didn't graduate um so some people either just dropped out or went back for okay. another year and yeah. then other people just worked and a f- very few went to college and university so oh, that's crazy because like my high school was complete opposite me too everyone, everyone went to university oh wow if you didn't go to university speaking like you couldn't really go to college if you went to uni- if you didn't go to university you were basically an l like, even if you yeah, went to college like, you even if you to college like yeah. people really look down on you wow. yeah yeah especially like my high school mm-hmm. it was just very like math intensive science intensive mm-hmm. so even at like you know at grad when they say what everyone's doing when mm-hmm. you okay. or whatever if you said fanshawe if you said any type of college or if you said like taking a year off people would just be like oh my god yeah and it's like that's crazy it's not like i feel like it's because okay probably in brampton for me personally it's probably because the year before or two years before that and the year before we graduated that's when a lot of smart people were like you know going to university and whatever but our year of graduation was the year where like everyone turned into like trappers and stuff Mm. so no one cared about like school so it's like if you didn't want to go to school it's like okay whatever like and if you were going to school it was like why are you going mm. so i don't know that's a huge point so i remember when i was in first year um not that many people i knew weren't going to university but i feel like people who i talked to who weren't going to university as soon as i told them i was going to university they were like well you know just because you graduate from university doesn't mean you get a job like they yeah. were almost spiteful towards so me many people said because that. yeah they were almost spiteful towards me because i was going to university and i guess there was like some sense of insecurity that they weren't going to school mm-hmm. are which you is, paying tuition Why yeah people? or like people <laughs> people that end up going to college and they'll be like well um i'm gonna pay half your tuition and i'm gonna get a job out of it yeah. and you're not gonna get a job like, i'm like hands-on experience okay, that type yeah, of thing yeah i'm like yeah. okay lit like i don't there's nothing wrong with going to college versus university but like i don't understand why there's like this hierarchy of post-secondary yeah. and like people want to bash on you because you choose to go to university or you choose to go to college where it's like okay. just do what you want to do <laughs> like yeah. yeah exactly and what's suitable for you as well mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So how did you guys know that going to Western or university um, was suitable for you? <laughs> and why did you choose Western, actually? I love hearing this question. Yeah, I really wonder. Because for us, it's proximity. Like, yeah. we're in London, so, like, let's go to Western. Mm, but yeah. for someone that is coming from, like, somewhere that's more diverse. Personally, for me, like, honestly, Western really, really played me. Cause, <laughs> um, I remember, like, okay, so I always wanted to go away for school just because, like, um, I knew, like, I needed to, like, mature in, like, certain aspects. And, like, I knew if I stayed home, like, I'd just be, like, a baby. My mom used to do, like, everything for me. So I was, like, my mom wanted me to go. Everyone wanted me to go and get, like, that experience. So I always wanted to go away. And then um, I chose Western because I remember I came to the campus and, like, it was diverse. Like, there was a black family that was in my group for the tour. Like, they were so nice. The campus was so beautiful. Even when I came for my summer academic um, counseling tour, whatever, my leader was a black girl and, like, she helped me so much. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I feel so comfortable here. Like, I'm seeing representation. Like, someone that looks like me is mm-hmm. my leader. Like, that's like that's crazy. So I was like, yeah, like, I like this. And I remember talking to, like, a couple, like, the booth. I went to, like, a Western booth, and they were so nice. And they were like, yeah, come to Western. And, like, the pamphlets had, like, Asians, Indians, black people. <laughs> so I was like, wow, like, this is a place for me. And a girl came here a week. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, I need to hear these O-Week stories. Played hmm. me like a fiddle. O-Week <laughs> was so bad. But I came to Western... From when I was young, I was I always told my mom, like, oh, I want to go to Western University. Like, I don't know why. I don't know if I seen a brochure or something or whatever. But when I got older, I wanted to go to Carleton. But then I was told Carleton was, like, white town. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go there. 
And then um, my cousin lived in London already. And on top of that, I knew a few other people who lived in London. And they were black. So I'm like, okay, like, cool. Like, you know, it's not probably not that, you know, bad. So I came to Western. And when I came, like, I was like, okay, I'm like one of four black people on my floor. And in like the whole building, like probably like one of 15. And then all week happened and I was just like, I remember calling my mom crying. I was like, please let me, let me, um, like transfer to Carlton. Yeah. Like crying. I cried for like a week. That's so sad. And I wanted to leave so bad. And then I don't know what changed. I think I'll just kind of like, okay, I'll just suck it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you have to do, to be honest. Yeah. Because like, I feel like a lot of posts, like, and I feel like we can't have the best of both worlds in terms of like what university we go to because like, honestly like when it comes to diversity especially in universities it's really really low like to be Mm -hmm. honest like and that's one thing I was thinking about I was like okay like if I go to like Ottawa University like it's going to be the same demographic I think it's universities outside of the GTA that are lack that have a lack of diversity yeah yeah that's what I should um clarify like out of the GTA it's like we really can't expect much and it's it's sad but yeah and when you guys grow up like that when you live in the GTA and you live in such a diverse place even if it is like semi-diverse it's not going to be the same yeah. mm-hmm. and so it's going to be a culture shock either way either way it exactly. was a big culture shock yeah. like certain ways i would act in like brampton i couldn't act here not to say i'm ratchet or anything but like <laughs> you know small things like yeah. over there obviously mm-hmm. i'm not seen as ratchet but here i'm probably seen as like whoa who's this ratchet black girl mm-hmm. you know just because i do something or make a joke so it's like it's as if i had to like modify myself like to be a different person to talk a different way like they're asking me so many questions touching my hair like just doing stupidity and i was just like are you kidding me like i would never experience this in brampton like especially like when i got braids in brampton when you get braids it's normal but when you come here and you get braids it's like you're an animal like not an animal but everyone's looking at you and it's like what if i was back home like no one would even look at me like even like i can't even leave my house without my head tied well now i don't care but i can't leave my house without my head tied because everyone's staring at me but in brampton like girls walk around with their head tied all the time like it's nothing mm-hmm. so, that seems like a different world to me i know i don't know why Walking even things like this like wearing tied? socks and slides yeah. like I probably feel comfortable now, but in a few months, I probably won't do this again because I'm going to notice everyone's staring at me. So it's like, just London is different. It's very different. different. I remember even, like, for me personally, first year, um, like, in Brampton, I would just wear my natural hair, like, out. Like, mm-hmm. boom. Like, I wouldn't put it in a bun. I wouldn't put it in a ponytail. i just leave it out. Like, <laughs> crazy look. And I remember, like, when I came here, like, I was so insecure to, like, take my hair out of its ponytail or, like, a bun. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, no, like, these people are going to look at me, like, mm-hmm. funny. I remember one time I got, bra- like, I got braids because I was like, I didn't know what to do with my hair. And I was walking through my floor and, like, I said hi to, like, my um, floor leader and she, like, <laughs> looked at me like I was a new person. Like, she was just like, she didn't even wave back. She was just, like, blinking. So it was, it was just, like, those small things that, like, mm-hmm. I was not used to that were, like, really, really, really irritating, irritating me to the point where, like, I became so closed off. And, like, I met, like, I had no friends for a year. Like, the only friends I had were, like, the ones that I physically had to go out of my way to meet. And they're all black from Brampton. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was so hard for me for a year to, like, make friends just because I felt like I hate I hate being in a position where I have to, like, be someone else and Mm -hmm. I can't be myself or I have to be fake and like hi and like change how I speak Mm -hmm. so I was like like I'm not with that I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm just gonna keep it a buck whoever I speak to and like likes my energy that's who I'm rocking with so but like now as I progress throughout like school into like first year second year third year like I feel like I'm more like comfortable and confident with myself and like 
I just keep it real and like whoever matches my energy and whoever I'm able to like socialize and have like a decent conversation without feeling like oh my god she's black like yeah, yeah. I just rock with that for sure mm-hmm. that's amazing so how did you guys meet I was so I was walking I was like we were going to like an EDM rave I was all by myself I was on the phone like EDM. literally in tears like with my oh, you best were friend alone? I was alone oh, I walking. Caleb. First, I was alone. Then I met oh, Caleb. So okay, I was on the phone to my friend. I'm like, yo, there's no black people. Like, I was talking loud. And then Caleb's like, girl, I'm black. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. So I run to Caleb. <laughs> like, quick cover Yeah. Up. <laughs> so, like, I'm with Caleb now. And, like, everyone that knows him, mm-hmm. like, he's really, like, he has a really vibrant personality. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, you just feel so comfortable with him. So, like, he was, like, making me come out of my shell. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. hey, hey. So we're walking. And then after he's like, look, do you see that? I was like, what? He's like, look. And I look and I see a group of black girls. And like me in a group, there was like four black girls. But like that was like the most I've seen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, get out. Like my heart just went boom. I yeah. ran down the hill. I was like, black girls, I found you. Yeah. And I was like, hey. And I'm like, I'm screaming. I've never seen these girls in my life. So do you feel like overall, because like you hear stories about O Week, they play EDM. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the brochures, they lie, obviously. Hmm. <laughs> Do you feel like Western Institution like fails to cater to black students? I feel like they're trying, but they need like more representation in um their like Council? administration to mm-hmm. actually know what we want. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I really feel like they're like tr- like especially this year like they got like um I think a that rapper guy. or something. And Jesse Reyes. <laughs> and Jesse Reyes who comes from like um the GTA. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like they're trying, but like I feel like they need to try harder, honestly. Yeah, it just, like, I I understand where they're coming from because they want to cater to, like, the majority of um, people that come here, which are, like, white people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, like... But then my thing is... Have something for us. (laughs) My thing is, you can cater to the majority by all means, okay, but then don't call your school a diverse school because that's what draws people towards your school. Like, that's what Western is known for, being diverse and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then when people come here, it's like, where's the diversity, like there's nothing here you know so i feel like they need to try harder they actually need to like like what kieran said get more people of color on the council and also just simple things like just asking you know black students you have to you don't have to be like oh you're black what do you want but just ask them like okay how do you feel in our school do you feel comfortable blah blah blah, blah whatever like and just go from there i don't think it's that hard because mm-hmm. they have so much money those edm concerts cost so much like so imagine if you just got a black person like they got low uzi now but mm-hmm. i guess it's something but they're definitely know. trying, but but I feel like they could just put a little more. If that's so stuff. interesting, because I grew up in a white high school, right? So it's like coming to Western to me, even though I know like logically it's not diverse. I remember <sighs> going to my first BSA meeting and being like, "Wow!" Really? <laughs> I was so shocked, yeah. and I actually remember. Okay, so I don't remember seeing both of you guys. So just a little plug: uh, Dan and Karen are both in BSA. They're both exact members. Um, yes, Karen's president, and Danielle is VP Com. But VP events. I'm or VP Events. Sorry. Mm. But I remember the first time I met you guys, um, or saw you guys, I didn't meet you guys yet. <laughs> it was at an ASA uh, reflection, so Dean is actually the VP Comfort ASA. Um, and I'm not, I'm not in anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> was, she was we on love the ASA, relaxed queen. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd be relaxing. But I remember, um, I don't know if you remember this exact reflection, but we were talking about colorism in Africa. No, I remember. Do you remember what I I'm don't. talking about? 
Because you went off, Karen. Yeah. You were very yes. loud and, like, outspoken. And I remember being, like, wow, was so admirable. Because <laughs> um, I always grew up super reserved, like, mm-hmm. in my class because I was the only black person in my class. And to them, I was, like, super loud and, like, crazy. But, like, mm-hmm. actually, I was just, like, participating mm-hmm. in class. Um, but, yeah, somebody was speaking about how we need to thank the white man. I don't remember the exact context, but yeah. long story short, he was saying, you need to thank the white man. Karen raised her hand. She said, okay, sir. <laughs> oh, I remember. And he you went off. And I remember just feeling like, on top of the world. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, this is mm-hmm. so crazy seeing all these black girls be loud. It, you guys were all sitting together with, like, mm-hmm. other um, black members, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. ASA and stuff, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, like, had a similar experience to Lydia, where I grew up in London, predominantly white high school. Mm-hmm. I think I was one of, like, three black girls in my graduating class, like, wow. 300. Wow. So... Yeah, like, mm-hmm. coming to Western, I remember, like, this was before you guys, but my first year when I went to a B- BSA, like, first year general meeting, I was in shock. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I have never seen a room filled with this many black people mm-hmm. other than, like, family functions or, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, an actual school event where it's just surrounded by melanin. Like, I was just, oh. I was so wow. happy. And I was like, wow, like, Western's going to be such a good experience. And then, especially going to the reflections, which if you guys don't know, reflections are basically um, topic or conversa- conversations that BSA facilitates around, like, topics that are um, politically relevant to the black community. Mm-hmm. And to have that space where we could have, like, an open and honest conversation about things that affect us oh. was just, like, so mind-boggling to me because mm-hmm. I've never been in a situation where we have that. So, I think it's interesting to see from mine and Lydia's perspective that mm. this place is, is actually diverse. Yeah. Whereas like, you I guys, you're like, like I was I up. Was yeah, I were going wow. to, like, a week and being like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of white people. But the fact that there's actually another black person beside yeah. me, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. So I'm used to being in institutions that, like, don't cater to me. Mm-hmm. I've never been in an institution that catered to me. I've gone to, like, white elementary schools white high school and then now mm. I'm on the white university which is like yeah. really sad to think about um, I like said that out loud and I was like oh shit but um, for you guys like it's obviously a huge culture shock to be an institution that doesn't support you and now you're providing a space for black people too but I think for me personally I think what's different for me I should really throw this gum so sorry I think what's different for me is just like even my high school even though there was a lot of black people and white teachers I think like the white teachers if you go to my school you know what I'm talking about they didn't a lot of them didn't support us. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, not a lot, but there were those few who were like, I don't care about you. You know what I mean? Like, some some teachers tried to take away my recommendations again to Western. Some teachers tried to, like, get me, like, suspended last minute so I, like, would have it on my record. Like, so many people really tried me. And it's like, you're my teacher just because I'm black. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you weren't doing that to Johnny. So it's like, That's for so me, sad. it's just, it's weird now that it's like, not to say every teacher is against you, but you just don't know they have your best interests. Mm-hmm. You know? It's sad, yeah. And especially as, like, someone who comes from an immigrant family, I'm really glad that I have, like, older siblings. But I remember being younger, like, I didn't have, like, uh, older parents help me with my homework. There was yeah. a language barrier. Oh, and yeah. on top of that, I went Definitely. to French school. So, like, my teachers, they were, like, from France and Quebec. Mm-hmm. And tea, people from Quebec and France are usually <laughs> are racist. racist. <laughs> so they don't care about me. And so it's hard, like, when you want to try so hard and you want to get up and be asked these questions like why did some people from your high school didn't go to university or mm-hmm. post-secondary it's because these they don't have the resources they're not mm-hmm. allowed to grow exactly mm-hmm. True. and it's it was so scary especially at my high school because um we were all black and mm-hmm. then like there was like brown people and all the teachers were white and there was only one black one. teacher and like That's he every high school rarely yeah school. and it's so scary because it's like the students mm-hmm. are 
like minorities and then like we're being taught by like people that don't even understand us or understand mm-hmm. like where we're coming from mm-hmm. our background so it was really weird and that was like one thing that really like restricted a lot of people from growing mm-hmm. like academically socially yeah, yeah. like so, oh sorry that's okay yeah. no just i was gonna say like a lot of the teachers probably don't understand um the social climate that we grow up in mm-hmm. and things exactly. like that so it's hard to cater to those students because you don't have any idea where they're coming from yeah um where having more black teachers would definitely be beneficial. This is for my niggas outside all winter cause this summer they ain't finna stay next summer I'm finna. Sitting in the hood like community colleges. This dope money here's little trace scholarship cause ain't no tuition for having no ambition and ain't no loans for sitting your ass at home so we forced to sell crack rap and get a job. You gotta do something man your ass is grown. Um, I'm curious to know what program are you guys in? I am in. I'm doing a double major in French studies and sociology. Okay. And then I'm doing a double major in political science and criminology. Okay, so that's interesting. We're all in social science. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're in sociology. And sociology. Um, I'm a double major in political science and Ooh. sociology. Yay, so, um, yeah. So me and Lydia were having this conversation about how like uh, people that are take like arts and humanities versus mm-hmm. like engineering mm-hmm. how there's that just kind of that disconnect where people will see kind of our workload as it's something soft. that's less of yeah. yeah you know what i mean um so i don't know what do you guys think about that yo i don't mind those people because i still <laughs> the stress i went through last year i don't care about no end student that was so much stress mm-hmm. but like i could understand where they're coming from because it's like you look at our schedule you know friday off you know one class on yeah. thursday or whatever and their schedule is packed so it's like I can understand where they're coming from, but at the same time too, everyone's workload is a workload. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm just going to class, sitting there, and you know, whatever. Like, there's memorization, revising, actually understanding. Whereas I feel like Eng is like, yeah, I guess they learn some numbers or whatever. But <laughs> there's hands on. I'm dead. There's engineering students will be like, Fuck but there's hands the on. You know, like hands on is good. You know, so <laughs> I feel like I don't know. I also feel like everyone is different and also sometimes like if you put if engineering students come and they try to do a social science class it might be like completely different Mm -hmm. and so hard for them Mm -hmm. um and same way like if you put me in engineering like i don't know what i'm doing right so it's like it depends on you and like your skill set so we shouldn't really belittle anyone in terms of like where they want to like what they want to do and what they're doing because like at the end of the day like don't worry about my undergraduate yeah (laughs) don't worry about what i'm doing right now any undergraduate program and still go to like well not any but there's like a wide range of programs you could take to get into law school and yeah, medical school, school. like yeah. you don't have to be in like poli side to become a lawyer like yeah. you can take anything you want human resources i think or whatever you can take like music music like yeah. it does not matter yeah so yeah, yeah i'm like this true. is just temporary yeah. just wait just wait just wait to like pop off <laughs> no. it's so crazy yeah. how like consume people are and what you are doing with your life mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's what so do you mean tiring. like people who just like you to watch your life you and no not ask even that questions. ask questions oh, like okay, okay, i mean okay, dina okay. knows she's in fourth year so people will keep asking her Bruh, like so what are you doing after conversation that? i have with anyone is like so what are you gonna do after you graduate and i'm like my nigga like let me yeah, <laughs> yeah, finish this year real. first yeah. Yeah. Sister Breeze. Breeze. it's never enough i'm going to university 
okay, yeah. good for you. So what's your program? Sociology. So like, what are you gonna do with that? Okay, oh, yeah. just relax. <laughs> yeah, relax. like they're acting as if we didn't research like where this program can take us to, like what we can yeah. do. Like I'm not just here wasting. How much is tuition? Like eight something. A yeah, year, a year. Like, come on. And it's like, I feel like also with school, like, if you know what your passion is, like, for me, for example, for me, like, I'm really interested in, like, education policy. Mm-hmm. So right now people are thinking, oh, like, how can you be doing French and sociology and, like, do education policy? And da, da, da. It's like, this is just getting my engine running. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm doing sociology because it's giving me, like, that hands-on experience of, like, doing research and reading, which I mm-hmm. need for, like, um, going into, like, master's in policies mm-hmm. and etc. And I'm doing French because the sister's trying to work for the government, yeah. okay? I'm trying to be a level up in terms of, like, my pay. Mm-hmm. So that's where I have, like, the French experience. So it's, like, you need to take little steps before you get where you are. Exactly. Like, some people have the privilege of, like, taking med, med sci right now in their undergrad and mm-hmm. they're going to go to med school. Congrats to you. <laughs> or you're doing engineering and you're going to be an engineer. Congrats to you. But there's also people that need to take, like, okay, Spanish and, so, and political science mm-hmm. so they can go and do this so they can mm-hmm. get a little degree here and then mm-hmm. be what they want to be. And at the end of the day, like, I always say, like, I hate when people are like, oh, so what do you want to be? It's like, Yes, there's people that know, like, okay, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a firefighter. But sometimes there's so many jobs in this world that you actually don't know about. And it's, like, mm-hmm. just live, like, not to say, like, don't just live in the moment and not think of, like, think far ahead. Mm-hmm. But, like, don't be so consumed about your end product to the point where, like, you're, like, all over the place and you're a mess. Like, just mm-hmm. have reassurance that there's a job for you. Mm-hmm. Just, like, do what you have to do right now to get there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and people never even ask, like, are you enjoying what you're learning? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because, honestly, I really enjoy studying sociology. Me too. And I remember when I was younger, I mean, I totally knew I was going to do sociology just because um, I knew that sociology is basically a lot of what I was learning, like, on Tumblr <laughs> and, like, looking at tweets from black Twitter. But, obviously, there's, like, a more of, like, statistical, yeah. like, mm-hmm. there's a real, like, educational base, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, people really don't care if I like what I'm learning. People could care less if you're taking classes that you enjoy. People could care less if you're taking classes that are making you a better person. Mm-hmm. People just care if you're going to get a check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's so Like, true. even... Sorry, Kieran. Are you going ahead? <laughs> like, even... <clears throat> For example, like a lot of people, now that I've, because at first I was just a poli sci major, okay? Mm-hmm. So now that I added um, criminology to it, so many people are like, why do you want to become a police officer? I'm like, <laughs> everyone knows I'm not fit. Like, you know, I'm not active. <laughs> why are you asking me if I want to become a police officer? Like, it irritates me all the time. But, like, for me personally, growing up, like, I didn't exactly grow up in the hood, but I grew up, like, beside the hood and knowing people who are in the hood or whatever. So, and all those people, you know, not being able to get second chances in life and just being locked up for stupidity, da da da, da. So I'm like, yo, I want to be able to make a change in other people's life or young people coming up and whatnot. And in order for me to do that, I need to understand, like, why crime even happens in the first place. I need to understand the criminal justice system, like, mm-hmm. all that. So that's why I'm taking that those courses. I'm not mm-hmm. just sitting there for fun. So one day I could be like, oh, I want to be in a blue suit now. Like, that's not my goal. And I feel like what Lydia was saying. Like, no one actually asks you, like, why you chose what you were doing or, like, if you mm-hmm. actually enjoy what you're learning. And I feel like it's kind of discouraging sometimes because it's like, you know, but little do you know, I could be paying, you know, your bills one year and now <laughs> you, you just lost your chance. So, yeah. Remain broke. It's true. And you guys both have side hustles too while you're in school. Oh, Danielle's yeah. YouTube channel, link in the bio <laughs> for sure. And then Karen, you're also a pianist and you have a piano page on Instagram, also link in the bio. Hey. So, what is it like balancing both? Hmm. Can I just say, have I even balanced it yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you do a pretty good job. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Karen okay, kind of just Karen started near the end, but I'll mm-hmm. get you to go off. One thing, like, now coming back to school, because I just started my piano page, like, I think in March. So one thing I noticed about coming back to school is, like, whenever you do something that isn't school-related, you feel guilty. Mm. Like, even if you just say, okay, I'm going to take time, I'm going to go get my nails done. Like, you're getting your nails done, and you're thinking, like, oh, my God, like, I'm wasting time. Mm. I should be reading a book. Or if you just want to have, like, self-care, like, you just feel guilty about it. Like, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, my God, I should be studying. So, like, when it comes to me personally, like, um, sometimes, like, I'll go, and, like, when I play piano, it's, like, I lose track of time. Like, I'm just in it. Like, I start, I play one song, then I'm, like, oh, my God, I have to do this. I have to try this. I have to do that. So then, like, I'm on the piano for, like, four hours, and I just feel disgusting. And I'm just, like, wow. Like, I, it's, like, sometimes I'm, like, am I here to be doing this? Like, is my mom paying my tuition for me to be doing this, like, mm-hmm. side hustle and my side craft of playing the piano? And, like, that's one thing that I noticed, like, when you have like a side hustle like you just feel guilty just taking time to do it rather than like focusing on school Mm -hmm. but you just have to remind yourself that honestly sometimes you just need to relax you just Mm -hmm. need to relax you just like and but just balance it out and just have a little bit of that a little bit of this Mm -hmm. very true and then how do you yeah the way you're looking at me i'm like um i don't know for me like i'm still trying to learn how to balance it like i recorded today and i couldn't edit because i'm like i have school stuff to do right but for me, it's just kind of like, like what Kieran said, like, I just feel guilty because it's like, I'm taking up all this time to record, post, like share, promote and all that. But then it's like, how much time am I putting in my studying? And then I just feel yeah. bad and I just stop. I just take a break. I'm like, hey, whatever. Like, this is not important. And then something comes back in me and I'm like, oh my gosh, no, I have to do this. Because like, especially when like, like, not to say it doesn't really relate to my career, But, like, when it doesn't relate to your career or what you want to do in life, like, it just makes you feel even more guilty because you're, like, what if you're wasting time on this and it's not going anywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. Because then I get, like, nice comments in in person and online saying, like, oh, my gosh, like, I loved your video or, like, oh, like, what you said really helped me through a rough time. And it's, like, stuff like that makes me, like, tear up. I'm, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so small. Like, you know, I don't even, you don't, like, you know? So it's, like, and then sometimes I feel guilty about not putting enough time into my craft because it's, like, Danielle, like, you started YouTube how long ago? Like, imagine if you just remained consi- consistent mm-hmm. one video a week. Like, imagine how broad your um, platform would be. Like, how, how, or sorry, how broad your um, audience would be and, like, where you would be or whatever. So now I'm just kind of, like, taking me time when I need to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, making an actual schedule and following it because... I feel like it's something that needs to be done, you know? Cause, and it, it relaxes me. Like, I love editing. I love recording. I love editing, like, doing all those cool things and learning new ways to edit or whatever. So I feel like it's important. You need it. Mm-hmm. You really need it. And sorry, especially for, like, for someone who wants to go into law, like, a lot of people make me feel like a lawyer shouldn't um, have, like, craft like, you know, like, a lawyer should just be all professional, should not have any, like, fun side to them. But mm-hmm. it's, like, I've always been a person who has two sides. Like, I have my educational whatever side. But then my friends also know, like, I have that other side of me where it's, like, hey, I don't care about any of that right now. Like, I just want to do what I want to do. So it's, like, that's how I've always been. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So Because you're Gemini. Yeah, that's <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. And that's how I am. And I feel like it's – I don't think it's a curse. I think it's a blessing because mm. you don't – first of all, you don't really hear – many like I guess lawyers like that or whatever I don't know them personally but you don't really hear that and it's like imagine someone who's just a lawyer just stressed 24 7 has no way to like let go of that stress like Mm -hmm. their mental mental health is probably like really like poor and it's like 
I don't want mine to, you know, be poor. So I need these kind of things. Yeah. So, I and know. I think, like, it also gets into the idea of, like, your job just being a paycheck versus your job being something exactly. that you're passionate about. Because it's okay for, I personally, I think it's okay for your job to not be something you're passionate about. I think it's okay to get your passion from other things exactly. and your hobbies um, and playing piano or what have you. Um, for some people, their job is going to be their passion. But it's like, what do you do when you're not working and you're trying to unwind? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, you're just sitting at home, like, yeah. just saying, stress go away, stress go. No, like, you do <laughs> stuff. Like, you know what I mean, though? You do stuff to unleash that stress so you feel like, oh, like, now, like, you know, I feel unwinded. Like, I could sit down, have a glass of wine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just chill. Yeah. So. Like, for Lydia, especially, like, you're into a lot of, like, visual arts and things mm-hmm. like that and creating. Um, which is something that is outside of what you're doing in school. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel that you can, like, balance those two things? So in first year, I didn't at all, and my mental health was so bad. Even in second year, like, it's just really hard. I feel like no matter how well I'm doing in school, because I did really, especially in first year, I did really, really well in school, Mm because obviously, like, you're like, oh, my God, it's university. It's going to be so hard, and then you put, like, so much effort into it. And no matter how good my grades were, I wasn't making anything, and I felt so unfulfilled just as a human. Like, Mm -hmm. it was so, like, emptying inside. And I feel like being in a situation where you're making art, like, I'm really grateful to be on this podcast. We haven't really gone into it, like, during the school year, so we'll see how we manage that. I feel like we're going to do a good job, mm-hmm. but um, that, and, like, also, like, I really, I found this year that I really like making, it's going to sound so stupid, but I, like, actually really like making funny Instagram videos. Like, they're really entertaining to me. And you're good. Yeah, thank you. You're really, really good. <laughs> and, like, I have to do that for my, like, um, minimum wage job, which I found <laughs> to be, like, really fulfilling, and I love, like, going to work and being, like, finally, like, I can unwind and, like, yeah. make these really fun videos. Mm-hmm. So, for me, honestly, like, a lot of times I do prioritize <laughs> the art aspect mm-hmm. because I just am so in love with my life when I'm doing mm-hmm. the best. Like, I feel like this is how I see it. So, um, I feel like everyone, this is my personal belief situation coming in. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has a purpose in life. I and I feel like, that. yeah. We're really Gemini's. Deep, so yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone has a purpose in life and I always think about this in terms of like my life plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like God gives you a purpose in life and I respect God. So if I respect God, I'm mm-hmm. going to fulfill that plan. Exactly. So I feel like if God has blessed me enough with, doesn't bring out the church, but <laughs> I feel like if God blessed me with these talents, these abilities, and these passions, and these reasons for me to smile, then why aren't I taking them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to second guess myself. And sometimes it's hard, like when you live, especially in the Western world, and you have immigrant parents that you wish you could pay, like, pay off their mortgage for mm-hmm. one day, yeah. and you want to like be the best you can be for them um, and seeing your parents struggle. But I think that there is a lot of value in being your true self and, like, sometimes getting a lesser pay for something that you like. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I don't know, for me personally, like, I don't know exactly what's happening. I don't know what my exact plan is. I have a pretty good idea of what I want to mm-hmm. do. And I just need to, I feel like you should just trust in the fact that you were put on this earth to do that. Exactly. And if you're put on this earth to do that, I think you should rock with it. That's mm-hmm. just my. Yeah, and I think it's sad that you guys feel like, 
you, like we're in our society we feel guilty for taking time no. outside yeah. of school yeah. to do things that actually make us happy um because a lot of us i feel like for me at least a lot of my self-worth was put into my grades and mm. how i was doing in school and that is kind of like what i measured myself up to of if i'm being su- successful and mm-hmm. doing good things because when i was in first year my grades were amazing because mm-hmm. i was so scared yeah. of yeah. coming into university so i studied so much <laughs> and then the second year i'm like okay like i understand how this stuff goes and my grades like went down um and I think for myself like I took that as a lot of the ways in which I was measuring my self-worth and I felt like shit about myself because my grades weren't like where they were before Hmm. um so yeah I just think it's just sucks that you have to feel like you're you're wasting your time when you're doing something that is um something you're passionate about yeah and even to like backtrack on that like I did emphasize how, like, in first year I had good grades, but in second year, like, they were good. I mean, to be fair, like, I was in school, and it was the first time having a job during university. It was my first time being in a school club and had a job in university. It was just, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. But also, I, like, again, wasn't doing anything to fulfill myself other than doing school. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when you're not doing something that you love, you can be a little bit more depressed. And I feel like second year I was just so depressed, and I just had no motivation to study at all. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, like, I think that if you have a side hustle and you're in school, like, don't feel sad or, like, pressure to not do it. Because at the end of the day, like, all of our side hustles are also on social media. Like, Dina has, Dina and I have the podcast. You guys have, like, Mm. your socials. Your social media is your resume. That's, I always, (laughs) always say that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Like, if you, I hate having conversations with people who have 100 followers are private and are, like, social media doesn't matter. Okay, Rebecca, like, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Like, social media, like, especially if you're a creative, Mm -hmm. like, your social media is 110% your resume, whether Mm -hmm. you acknowledge Mm -hmm. it or not. Not to say that, obviously, you post selfies if you want to, like, whatever. But as far as, like, if you're creating content and you're not posting it, then that is an absolute waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's actually really true. Like, I've been going through um, a lot of job interviews right now just Mm because I'm looking for um, a more research-oriented position in sociology. And so... um, it always comes up in the interview that we're doing this podcast and all the professors that I've talked to have been so interested in the podcast and like wanting to listen to it which is so like super cool for me but and I've even like emailed the link to a couple of them Mm -hmm. and like just imagine these professors are like listening to this and like even maybe wanting to like help out or um wanting to like be on it and like Mm -hmm. they have all these connections outside of um western or yeah. whatever so mm-hmm. definitely i think you're right with social media being like your resume but well, you see that's what i was scared that's one reason why i wanted to delete my channel at one point when i decided that i'm actually serious about this lawyer thing because i was so scared i was like how can i be a lawyer and be doing youtube like <laughs> yeah no but like, <laughs> I was it's like better, it's, but then no. i sorry oh no you want to go i'm sorry but like even as an income like youtube is a paying income like the thing is i would never quit uh my job to go to youtube I can't ever become a full-time YouTuber. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. but people who are even, like, side YouTubers and they get money. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, no, That's no. That's what yeah, I mean. Like, make, oh, it's okay, always, like, you saying. can always yeah. get more money, like, other ways. I just feel like social media is so beneficial. So when people are telling me, like, I understand there's a lot of damaging things about social media. But it's what you put out but there, But it's too. what you put out there. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain girls, like, I'm trying to think. I think the person who took the photo for Beyonce, what was that magazine? It was, like, the first black person Oh, yeah. To yeah. Vogue? Wasn't it Vogue? Yeah, it was yeah. Vogue. That guy, Tyler Photos, I've been following him on Instagram since he's only had, like, 9K followers. And now he, like, took a picture of Beyonce. And because th- his Instagram was his resume, he was able to take pictures of Beyonce. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, even, like, for my job, like, they asked for my Instagram. They DM me on Instagram to hire me. Like, it's just yeah, a thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. That's true. So I think that if you, especially if you're creative, I don't know about other types of, like, side things. 
that wouldn't be like valid on social media I can't even think of one Mm -hmm. but I do think there's a lot of benefits in like endorsing yourself in that and also like people forget the value of personality if you show yourself on social media through your personality people are going to want to hire you people like the way you interact with people you're social you're confident like Mm -hmm. that's all good qualities but then also your social media can be detrimental to you yeah at the same time so you kind of have to be careful with what you put out there um, but I mean, Instagram is so curated, anyways. Like, it's not like I'm putting the worst parts of my life on my Instagram. Yeah, like, that's we, true. We've talked about before. Like, you put the best parts of yourself out there <laughs> for the true. most part, hopefully. Mm. Um, unless it's like a Finsta or something. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love Finsta. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Like, there's baddies who like are taking pictures with Fit Tea and they're using that money to buy their books. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> if anything, like your side hustle can really compliment you in your. Uh, BA especially like if you're just trying to get your BA you're not getting your master's like your grades don't show up on your freaking like certificate right like Mm -hmm. if you're Mm -hmm. just planning on just having an undergraduate then like do what you can like live your best life But nowadays I really miss my fucking idols So that's the title I grab a bible Pray for my rivals Dead on arrival I swear this shit to me like a cycle Bodies and piles Blood rivers resemble Niles They need survival They need to rehearse a recital I just sit back and listen to a Wayne songs And get down from a bitch while I brainstorm And spit flames while also making it rainstorm interesting though that like this is the path that's seen as valid mm-hmm. because even like one of my professors she used to be the mayor of london for 10 years oh, wow. and after and she had only gotten a um college university or like a college education and after she finished being the mayor she had to go find like another job and she has all this practical experience like she was the mayor for 10 years and she went to this job interview and the guy was basically like yeah like we really like you but like you need to go to university and get credentials Mm. so that we can hire you like we understand that you have all this practical experience but something about having that piece of paper is makes you more valid i guess as a human being Mm. and knowing what you're doing isn't it so crazy there's a huge rise also of like people who um are like specifically youtubers who are like 16 like barely graduated high school moved to la dropout yeah that's so scary to think about Mm -hmm. because even when people tell me okay in the back of my head when people would be like university's a waste of time when i go when i was going into first year and they're telling me like i'm just gonna go straight to the workforce or i'm like trying to gain my side hustle because this is gonna get me a job university's gonna get me a job i'm like not to be a sociology major but if the statistics (laughs) aren't high for me they're definitely not high for you like you know what i mean like they'll be like uh i don't even know what like the stats are but um, blah 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 amount of university students don't get a job after they graduate okay well did, tell me the high school ones because this is not adding yeah. up yeah and it's like what type of job are you capturing because it's probably not going to be something that pays well yeah it's going to be something that is going to be able to support you long term because minimum yeah. wage even at $14 is not going to support you long term yeah honestly I think that's just the media though just being dumb and just trying to I don't know discourage people because I remember when even when that was happening when my brother graduated and he got so many job offers like mm-hmm. right after he was done graduating so i was just like where are all these jobs coming from then that they said we don't have was so that imagine huh university yeah okay after he did his master's and stuff so it's like imagine how many years from now two imagine six years from now right or mm-hmm. five years from now when all those old people are retired and gone mm-hmm. yeah it's true like we're gonna have jobs i refuse to be broke 
after all this pain. And mm-hmm. I hate that noise of like, oh, you're not going to get a job yeah. when you're done. I just like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to be rich. Like Thank need you. To mind yeah. <laughs> I just feel like people need to mind their business 2018. Um, yes. I think it's very important. It's a good model. Because you're so concerned about other people's lives and like what they're going to do and like, oh my gosh, like how are you going to do this? But really and truly, you don't care. You really do, do want me to fail. So no, people are literally <laughs> saying that because they want to feel better about what they're doing in their own exactly. life. Exactly. And it's so disgusting because like they people love to project their fears onto you like yeah. when they see that oh they couldn't do something if they were in your situation or they're they're scared or they're doing this da, 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 da. they try to project it onto you and be like oh like you why did you do your undergrad like with that like you know <laughs> yeah, you can't get a job and it's just like oh sweetie Hmm. I'm gonna be rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. And life yeah. just like totally <laughs> life just makes so many crazy turns. Like I always tell the story and I always like think about it. Basically, um I feel like I always bring up my job, but basically my bosses, they the reason why they got started, the reason why they have their own literally like their brand, their own store, is because they got fired from their friggin' styling jobs at like the gap. <laughs> like they were like in their late twenties, they're like, I'm pretty sure that yeah, like late twenties, they're like, Oh, we just got fired. Let's just like sell our clothes on Etsy. And then they were like, actually we're really good at this, let's go sort of thing and then sell our clothes. Obviously it wasn't easy, mm-hmm. but it's like you you don't know what life is to come mm-hmm. and they're still successful, they're still able to like live their best lives. Exactly. And so there's a lot of people out there, like I just feel like some people are so stressed, like I was saying, like being in the Western world. Mm-hmm. going to university people in university are really 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 stressed about what they're doing mm-hmm. afterwards and jobs and it's like with that stress obviously some people can't control it and I know it's like sometimes it can be like an overwhelming feeling like things are to like things will come like opportunities will come like you just need to go with the flow yeah. I think but it's like there's this huge societal pressure to have everything together when you're like in your 20s yeah, yeah. Like, just in first year like I turned I'm, 20 I almost collapsed I almost <laughs> me too my like, 20th birthday I said bruh yeah. I was just I was like damn I, like, I was I sad I was like is this like I cause I I remember being 16 I'm like when I'm 20 I'm gonna have I'm gonna be in school I'm gonna have a car I'm gonna be rich my savings booming good <laughs> grades this is that so I could graduate and go on mhm <laughs> Bruh. look at my life now like I just feel like and it's like okay like seven years from now will I be married like <laughs> I'm dead like am Isn't I gonna so be, am I gonna be single like I'm gonna am I gonna what am I fear that I'll marry one of these nasty western boys because <laughs> <laughs> no. bro is it so crazy how much you like realize your perception of you when you're younger of like what was to yeah. come is so different yeah. so different I remember when I was first year, I was like, when I'm in third year, I'm going to be so different. I'm literally the exact same. (laughs) Like, (laughs) facts. I'm literally the exact same. If you guys had to tell yourselves any advice from, like, first year, what would you tell them? Oh, I just did a video like this. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Look in the bio. Okay, well, plug it your video. Yeah, if you're edited, yeah. (laughs) I would tell my first year self, (laughs) why are you laughing? (laughs) Why are you laughing? Honestly, I tell my first year self, like, just keep it a buck like these people are not these people are not here like I, I felt like I was like trying to please people and then I reached the point where like I didn't care anymore and I got really rude and like I don't think sorry I don't or, think you got rude I think people just realized that I don't care yeah you're not like yeah Hi. yeah 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 so like because like I hate that energy where like it's like you're fake and I notice it, and then it's just, yeah, no. So I feel like I just tell my first year self, like, 
you're not going to see these people again. So just keep it a buck. Keep it moving. Do what you have to do. Um, if you want, if you need help, open your mouth. Get help. Yeah. But don't change who you are. Don't try to fit into a box that you're not fit for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. No, Every change? time Lydia looks at me, I'm like, what? And then yeah. I, um, I would just tell my first year self, first of all, stay home. Because it's just so annoying. And then second of all, yeah tell my first yourself stay home and then yeah just not even like i don't know i've kept it a buck from the day that i got to western so i would just say don't let anyone make you feel like you have to change yourself because obviously i've never changed myself but i've gotten that vibe where it's like people feel like i need to be more western prep or more like whatever whatever and it's like it's not that i'm rude like you guys know i'm a very nice girl but it's just (laughs) if i notice that you're fake or if I notice that you're being silly with your with, with my time, then I'm just not going to continue to talk to you. And you can't take that as me being rude. You have to take it as me being real with you because all these people, like, they're fake. Like, all of them, they just talk about each other. <laughs> One week you're friends, next week you're not. Like, what's the wow. point of that? And I feel like it's like, why? Just keep it a bucket. Just be friends who, with, you, with who you want to be around and don't be friends with whoever else. It's just called respect and you move on. Yeah. Like you know, like we're to Aretha. And it's like Wow. Stop. Go <laughs> and off, it's man. no but no, but for real though, because that's what I noticed from the first day I came here till now. Everyone wants to be like cool with each other. Like there's this underlying like I don't know. You don't know. want confrontation. Yeah, yeah, like you guys don't like confrontation. And I'm from a place where it's like confrontation is mm. fine. Like I it's, think that's like it's not disrespectful. It's just cool. Like it's like you can tell someone how you feel. Yeah. Like, you can tell someone like honestly I I don't really like you but I'm gonna respect you and mm-hmm. move on. Like it's not a bad thing. Or it's like I don't like what you're doing to me. Yeah, you know? like you can like, tell like you they know? get offended. And it's like even first year like I could tell Kieran something but I can't tell my other friends something because they think I'll beat them up. Like they literally told me, like, oh my gosh, like I feel like you're gonna beat me up. And it's like I literally just stood here and talked to you. My hands didn't even raise. So it's like that's just mm-hmm. yeah, that's all yeah. I would say. I definitely co-sign the like keeping it a buck <laughs> and being you. yourself because I remember in first year, um, not that I was really trying to fit in because I had a different experience. I didn't live in Res, so who was I trying to fit in with? Yeah. Like the only people I was hanging out with were like Habesha people, which is for those of you who don't know, Eritrean and Ethiopian people. That's a people. dangerous crew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like. What? No, Why? I remember first year seeing you guys. I was like, damn. Yeah, they told me that. I was like, we're literally losers. I was like, I was like <laughs> you yeah. really knew. <laughs> you knew what we were like. We're like, you knew like, you were struggling. Yeah. Like, no, we're all, like, we're idiots. <laughs> yeah, we really don't do much. Um, But yeah, so I wasn't really trying to fit into a particular mold. But um, I didn't really know who to talk to, like, as far as, like, connecting, making friends. Aww. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, cute. I'm so miskeen, like, but, um, yeah, I just feel like I didn't know. I remember being in um, 12th grade. First of all, in high school, like, I didn't get along with anybody. I, like, didn't really have any close friends in high school. That's really? also really sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because no one could relate to me. Mm-hmm. And when I got to university, I was like, there's going to be so many people that can relate to me. There's so many people. And then I came, and I was like, this is so hard. Eventually, I found them, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes time. But I assumed that in first year, a week, it, I was gonna find like yeah, my soulmates, yeah. my friendship mm-hmm. soulmates. But it really does take time, and also like yeah, just like being yourself. Because I remember again in first year, um, I was a little bit reserved because I was a bit shy, I guess. But 
at the end, I made a video to um, like run for BSA, <laughs> and I was just being myself in the video. And I remember I was so nervous to play the video because I just thought I looked like a fool. And everybody in BSA is very reserved, or at least from what I see. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like behind closed doors, they're like rowdy, but. Mm-hmm. No, like at at like reflections or meetings, people are always just like very quiet or they just like sit, they sit themselves with all their friends, they look a little judgy. It's like an intimidated crowd. And when I when that video was over and people were clapping and like happy for me, I was like really shook. I was like, Oh my goodness, people like me. Mm -hmm. So I remember I thought you were acting in the video. Then I went (laughs) when I I actually spoke to you, I was like, Wow, this girl's not acting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no. I think that when you are your genuine self, and that's like just a word of advice like to anybody starting university and to myself, uh, now and to, in first year, mm-hmm. is like when you're yourself, that's when you're gonna live your best life because mm-hmm. you're gonna be genuinely yourself. You're gonna like attract people that are like you and that love you. When you're your fake self, you're just living a depressed, sad life. Mm-hmm. Like that is just such a pitiful form of living. Period. 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 City girls, mm-hmm. period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. If you want to do what you want, wear what you want, because at the end of the day, like, if you're yourself, no one can tell, like, tell you nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And it's, like, I feel like in high school, I would police myself a lot more. But in university, it's, like, who am I checking for? Like, who am I trying to fit in with? Because, obviously, I feel like university ended up being a lot more, like, clicky than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But it even did. still, like, just do your own thing, because these people are not going to matter in four years. But... Yeah, I think we're good to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Thank you for having us. Retweet. Yeah. Make sure to um, follow us on SoundCloud. Yeah. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you have it. And iTunes. Yeah, that is. Oh, just kidding. Obviously, I'm not an Apple user. I'm just kidding. I am, but I never use, like, those apps. Yeah, so make sure you follow us on all those. And then also follow up, like, me and Dina on Instagram. And Dina's Twitter because we do post BTS and we do post every time a fresh episode is dropped. Yeah, and we're gonna have. Oh! <laughs> Disrespectful! <laughs> we're gonna have Karen's piano page linked um, as well as Danielle's YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys, for, for coming promo. out. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Ta ta! Next time. Bye. We'll be spilling the real tea next time. Yeah! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>